So I'm here to talk about uh, Srila Prabhupada, the uh, founder Acharya of Istan. This is based on this book. Um, have you seen it before? Uh, I think that I brought in, bring another copy. I only have one copy. I think I had two copies. This is uh, a book that I wrote at the request of the GBC uh, on the position of Srila Prabhupada. The, um, for some time, the uh, GBC of Isla has been uh, undertaking an effort called strategic planning to plan the future of ISKCON. And especially, uh, we are coming up to a very important time in, in ISKCON. Uh, and I know uh, uh, I have a, a background uh, in, in uh, the uh, academic study of religion, Religionswissenschaft. I have a PhD in that, that subject. Uh, and before I became a devotee, I was doing that. And we know from, from the history of religions that um, uh, when the original person uh, uh, goes away, it's a crisis. Not now, he, when, the, when the founder dies or departs, that's a crisis. Next crisis is when all those people who had direct experience, when they're no longer around, it's another crisis. So we're coming to that second crisis. Somehow Prabhupada left uh, this visible world in 1977, so we kept on going. Some people thought ISKCON would fall apart then. <laughs> uh, we're still here. But the next one coming, when there will be nobody around that had that uh, direct witness or experience of Srila Prabhupada. Historians say that the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, that tell about Jesus, they didn't really get written down until those people started to get pretty old. And hey, you better write down those stories <laughs> that you're telling about Jesus. You know? So we're coming to that period. And uh, so one of the, the things, uh, one of the major topics to concern with is the relationship of all ISKCON members in the future with Srila Prabhupada. Uh, clearly, the first generation, we are all uh, we are direct disciples of Srila Prabhupada, we understand. But then Prabhupada made something very special uh, that he, he is, he used this term founder Acharya, ISKCON founder Acharya. And he, at a certain point, he said he was always to be known that way. You'll see in our signs, uh, uh, in front of this place, you know, Founder Acharya, His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada is there on all our books, everywhere. He's always has this title. And that's because Prabhupada said it must be there. So he knew it was important. Uh, where did it mean? Where did it come from? So anyway, I was uh, in a committee called the, the Position of Srila Prabhupada Committee, and they said, will you research this? What is, uh, what is the position of Srila Prabhupada in ISKCON? What is the relationship of every devotee to Srila Prabhupada as somebody who's part of ISKCON? Uh, and, and find it out. So that's what I did. Um, uh, at first, and this was six years ago when we started, at first I just uh, took one year and thought about it a lot and, and uh, without doing too much research, uh, I just wrote a, a little short paper about five, six pages. Just my feelings about Srila Prabhupada and, uh, and uh, and I showed it to the other members of my committee. Very good. They liked it a lot. And then they said, 
Now write a commentary. <laughs> and so this, this book reflects this structure because if you open it up, you'll see a text. Uh, and the text, the position of Srila Prabhupada, is short here in printed pages. It's, uh, yeah, uh, six pages. And then all the rest is commentary. Um, uh, and I, because I, I have, uh, what I discovered was very unexpected by me, because um, uh, I just started to do research, and, and when I started the, the little research, one question that was in my mind, where does this term, founder Charya, come from? I look at... And when I looked in our books of past, it's not, not very much there. The one time, uh, the one time that you see something that could be called that pravartika acharya, is used uh, in Brihad Bhagavatamrita. It's um, uh, means Lord Brahma, it refers to Lord Brahma. So that's not the same founder acharya. And then if you look at in, uh, in India, on the side of our buses where it says Founder Acharya, Samstapaka Acharya, which is really Hindi. <laughs> because in the Sanskrit dictionary, you don't see Samstapaka Acharya, you know? Hindi or maybe Bengali, you know? But it's uh, not Sanskrit. So this is uh, interesting to me. So I started to do research, and I found out things uh, that I totally unexpected to me, uh, which not only uh, uh, made me made me understand Srila Prabhupada much more than I already had. Uh, that was quite a surprise. Uh, what I discovered that that I, I didn't know, it, it made me understand Srila Prabhupada much more, not just as a spiritual master or founder Acharya even, but as a disciple. And for Prabhupada, that was his main identity, disciple. And it's true about everybody. If we, if we are good disciples, we don't have to worry about gooding, being good at anything else. And his being a spiritual master he, was because he was disciple. Uh, and I found out about the, the, the kind of uh, depth of his discipleship. So when I, I started to, to, to research this, I was able to, uh, unfortunately my, my, my Bengali is not there, uh, Sanskrit a little bit, but not, not Bengali, but I did get the uh, first original uh, uh, English language literature of the Gaudiya Mat. Two of them. Uh, as I said, the, the Bengali literature, I don't, uh, my, before I, I was already finished university studies when I became a devotee, so <laughs> it was a little late to go back. And, so, uh, so, uh, so my foreign language, anyway, so, so the, the, the English language literature Two main ones, but they are very, very important for the Gaudiya Mat. Because what we find out is the whole focus of Bhaktisiddhanta's effort was to go to the West. This was their, their aim. They were always preparing for it. And this is shown by the fact that the major preaching uh, instrument of Bhaktivinoda Thakur was a journal, a periodical, a very typical of 19th century uh, uh, Europe also, was the, the so many periodicals and journals that people were subscribing to uh, all the time in, in Europe and in America also. And so he started a periodical. Uh, and there were many periodicals begun because then you had the printing press and uh, a popular uh, culture and in England, uh, excuse me, in, 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 in Calcutta, Bengal at that time, there was a whole section of 
Western educated Bengalis. They're, they're named for Bhadralok, the Bhadralok. Rabindranath Tagore is the most famous of them. But Bhaktivinoda Thakur was one among him, among them. He was a civil servant in the government, which was run by the British. He was educated in English. Uh, and when he wanted to take Krishna consciousness and make it into a world religion, that was his vision, because that's what Lord Chaitanya wanted. He started also uh, using these Western means of book production and magazine production. Uh, and so his magazine was called Sajana Toshini. Uh, uh, started, there are different dates given, but uh, either the uh, end of the 1870s or early 1880s, he started this journal, Sajana Toshini. This journal, his son, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, turned it into an English language publication. When he started his preaching up in, in 1914, uh, excuse me, not 1914, a little later, 1917, uh, he, he uh, uh, turned in 1927, took, he inherited Sajjana Toshini, that was, he was doing it, and then he changed it into an English language publication called The Harmonist. So they began in English then. Uh, first it, it was once, once a month and then later became twice a month. It was going on all that, all written in English. This was part of their preparation for a, a world audience. They were printing it in Indi India uh, sending it out to educated English-educated Indians, mailing it to England and other places. This is so they had this idea of the global uh, preaching. So I was able to get a hold of this uh, journal. We have original copies of it. We have the Bhaktivedanta Research Center, which which had has it has it there uh, also. Uh, and uh, I started to read it, uh, and, and I was, uh, when, and, and as I read it, one of the first things that I noticed was that Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur did not have the title founder Acharya. I always just assumed it was his. Uh, he he was in the big, he he was the sometimes called the president uh, the the Gaudiya mission or the Gaudiya Mat had a, a kind of uh, uh, two identities one was the Gaudiya Mat or Gaudiya mission and the other was the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha uh, so he was the president of the Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha and the temples were affiliated with it. Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha, we find that term in the writings of Jiva Goswami. And as it explained in the Harmonist, Vaishnava Raj is Lord Chaitanya, the king of Vaishnavas. Vishwa Vaishnava means all the Vaishnavas. Vishwa, universal Vaishnavas, and Sabha is assembly. So one is, it, 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 he's the leader of the assembly of all Vaishnavas, is Chaitanya. Uh, another, another way of reading it that's sometimes used also uh, is that the Sabha is, the, is composed of the uh, Vaishnava Raj, the, the, the foremost Vaishnavas. But actually, they explained it that the Vaishnava Raj is Mahaprabhu, so his name is in there. So anyway, this was this was the organization, uh, this Vishwa Vaishnava Raj, that that at a certain point Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, made that a formal organization, uh, and then later it was re uh, reilluminated, as they put it, by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So he was the president of Vishwa Vaishnava Raj. Some of his disciples were the trustees and, and so on. And then uh, 
he so he was the president and then when it's the word acharya was used in connection with him, he was the acharya of all the vaishnavas he was just the acharya and then later on it becomes president acharya but you can see what i had to do i looked through this magazine and just see how it changes over time and everything See, so he's president Acharya, but not founder Acharya. So when I say, when I'm going to say, oh, never had the title, then if, if it shows up one place, then I'm wrong. So yeah, I had to read almost every page of, you know, this many uh, journals. And that was very, very useful because, because one thing, I got a feeling of what the Gaudiya Mat was like when it was healthy. Uh, and it was an amazing organization because it expanded very quickly all over India and even into Burma, uh, next door company uh, thing, and with this, with this drive to go to the West. That was their main focus, their crowning achievement. And in 1933, preachers, three devotees, went to England. That was... Uh, and for them to go to England, it was decided that they would have a, 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 a serious literature to get in English to give to the foreigners. And so there was supposed there was planned a three-volume work called uh, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Uh, this was, and the author was uh, Nishikant Sanyal, Professor Nishikant Sanyal. He was a professor of history at Ravenshaw College uh, in Kutuk. and But he was also an initiated disciple of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Narayan Das was his name. Uh, and he was Bhaktisiddhanta's right-hand man for English language preaching. Bhaktisiddhanta himself became the editor of the Harmonist. When in 1927 it became the, the English language meeting, he was personally the editor. But his second man in, the, in, the, in this publication, and the de facto editor, was Nishikant Sanyal. And also they worked together to produce this book, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Uh, and uh, it was published uh, in 1933 uh, in India. Uh, and I got an original copy. Uh, I first ordered it from, the, from uh, India, but it was a reprint and it had been edited. And I wanted to get the original, so from a university library, I got the, I got the original. It was supposed to be three volumes, by the way. Uh, when, when uh, one volume was published by the Gaudiya Mat at that time, uh, Sanyal wrote the second volume, but it was only published until about 10 years ago, and apparently the third volume was never written. But the original uh, book that I got was, uh, was kind of amazing. Something was printed in India in 1933 because the paper was first class and really good paper. Uh, I, you know, by the time I got a copy of one, it was old, but it was in good shape. First class binding. It was still the original binding. It held up quite well. Uh, and uh, as far as I could see, no typographical errors, no spelling mistakes, no... It was really... It was very clear that they really wanted to make a good impression in Europe especially to the English with this book. And the writing is not easy either. It's written for an educated, sophisticated audience. So, uh, and here in this book is where you find the term founder Acharya. That same English, Sanskrit, hybrid, the hyphenated compound. That's where it shows up because the first... You don't get to Lord Chaitanya until about 175 pages have gone by. There's like some 700 pages in the book. It's a big book. Uh, and, and, and there, uh, the first part of the book has a, a section called The History of Atheism. 
Because you remember, Senyal, the editor, Bhakti Siddhanta went over with it, but Senyal was the writer. Bhakti Siddhanta just helped edit it. But Senyal, the writer, he's a historian. So he gives a history of atheism, which ended up focusing on Buddha and Shankaracharya. But he talks about the Greeks and you know, other places, Chavarka Muni and all these, you know. Then the history of theism f focuses up on the four Vaishnava Sampradayas. And, and therefore, the Acharyas for those four Vaishnava Sampradayas, they are the founder Acharyas. He says there is the original prehistoric teachers, like for example Brahma, and then there are the founder Acharyas for the Iron Age, uh, Madhva, uh, and Lakshmi and Ramanuja and, and so on. These are the founder Acharyas, what we call the Sampradaya Acharyas. That's the term, this exact term, Sanskrit, English, Sanskrit, hyphenated, the founder Acharyas. Uh, and so then I'm thinking, wow, you know, Prabhupada used this term. I could see why maybe Bhakti Siddhanta didn't say, wasn't called Founder Acharya, because look who it refers to. These like Madhva, Nimbarka, Vishnu Swami, Ramanuja, you know, this is big deals. You know? uh, uh, so, so that was uh, interesting to, to, uh, to see that. But when I when I when I read it was reading through this magazine, I did find two places where although Bhakti Siddhanta's title wasn't founder Acharya, he was designated by that term two times. Uh, and uh, in, in in articles written by Nishikant Sanyal. And the major one was in 1930. In 1930, there was a significant advance for the Gaudiya Mutt uh, institution. And that significant advance was the marble temple at Bug Bazaar. Uh, you may know, if you know anything about, uh, about this, uh, it was a big event for them because uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta had a rich disciple uh, who, who was sponsored many things for him, and he uh, provided the money and also the uh, uh, oversight uh, to build this temple in Bhagbazar. It was a big marble temple. And the reason it was important to them was this was their headquarters for world preaching. So at that time, when that temple is being inaugurated, there was a three-part article over three issues, uh, which was unsigned, which meant it had editorial force, but if reading it, you could see it's clearly the work of Nishikant Sanyal. And in that article, called the Godiamat, talking about the, the new temple, which is the name of that temple is the Godiamat. And in that article, He's emphasizing, uh, he's describing the Bhakti Siddhanta's whole institution. And uh, what you see, what you see in the harmonists at the end, everywhere there'd be a list of all the temples. And they would always say, parent mat. Mat means monastery. And so their temples were uh, monasteries, mat. Only sannyasis and brahmacharis were there. This is Bhakti Siddhanta's innovation. He brought brahmacharis into the Gaudiya Vaishnava tradition. The only and sannyasis. The only sannyasis before him were before Bhakti Siddhanta were people who were already sannyasis on the outside, and of course Lord Chaitanya. Uh, but otherwise, uh, 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 Baladev Vijayabhushana, he was already a sannyasi in the Madhva Sampradaya when he became a follower of Lord Chaitanya. The, the renunciates uh, of Lord Chaitanya, they were, they were Babaji's, they weren't sannyasis. Bhakti Siddhanta made sannyasis for organized preaching. Uh, could go anywhere, not tied down, not supporting a family, they're free to do. 
So he, they were called mats. The, the, he introduced this, the, the Gaudiya mat, uh, other mats, Sri Chaitanya mat. So they, 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 they have this list. The Paran mat is the Sri Chaitanya mat in Mayapur. If you've been to Mayapur, you, 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 go, you go toward the yoga pit, Lord Chaitanya's birthplace, you keep on going, and then there's this, prophet, this other temple, which is the, which was where, where Bhakti Siddhanta's uh, uh, Samadhi is. And there also you see the Sri Chaitanya Mat. That land was land, I guess, that was owned by Bhakti Vinod Thakur. On this land, before he began his preaching mission, uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur spent 10 years completing a, a vow to chant billion names of God. And he was chanting, doing a much of it there on that land. And then when he finished, that's where he took sannyas and he started that temple. There's also Chaitanya Lila there uh, on that, 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 that property. So he built the temple that was the beginning of the Gaudiya Mat organization. It was called the Sri Chaitanya Mat. And if you go there today, he later later on he established the deities, and then then later on built a building. And you go around this build the the, the place where the the deities are, and uh, as you circumambulate, uh, there's little altars built into the side of it, and each of the altars has uh, I don't remember the uh, the the order Vishnu Swami Nimbarka. Uh, Madhva Ramanuja. Each of the four founder acharyas are around that temple. Uh, and inside you'll see a picture of Brahma, Lakshmi, the four Kumaras. So, so that who, who gave the, the original. So, what's in that book, the original prehistoric teachers and the founder acharyas are in that temple. It illustrates them. And that temple is teaching something. It's teaching that that these people are preparing the way for Lord Chaitanya. Bhaktivinoda Thakur says this in his book, uh, Navadipna Mahatmya, that the, these, and it's also in, in the book of uh, Nishikant Sanyal, uh, the Sri Krishna Chaitanya, in talking about the four founder acharyas, he said, their synthesis of, uh, of uh, Vaishnava Vedanta is sound, but it's incomplete. And the point is to show that it becomes complete in Achincha Beta Beta Tattva from Lord Chaitanya. So this is, this is preparing the way. Actually, there's a technical term, Heilige Shishta, uh, salvation history, that also comes from Europe. But that's what he is teaching, how God works in history to save the world. Uh, so this is... Uh, so this is his uh, salvation history, how the, the founder Acharyas came, and then later they were there when Lord Chaitanya uh, uh, appeared. And so that temple teaches this lesson. And it's the power and temple. In this article, in 1933, uh, it says that the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Calcutta is the extension. Uh, the Gaudiya Mat in Calcutta is the extension of the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur. It's extension into, I quote, the modern urban environment. And there he's, he, they explain in this article how actually all the temples are extensions or branches of the parent mat. And the reason that the Sri Chaitanya mat, the reason that the Sri Chaitanya mat is central is not merely in Mayapur, not just because Lord Chaitanya appeared in Mayapur, but Mayapur is the descended spiritual world. That, that and this is, you'll find this in the Navadipta Mahatmya of, 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 uh, of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, and you'll find this in the writings of the six Goswamis, that Gauralila takes place in the spiritual sky. It is the Sweta Dweep. 
the spiritual white island. And when Lord, when, when Lord Chaitanya appears, the whole thing comes with him. Just like when Krishna, Leela, uh, Vrindavan is manifest on earth. So similarly with Chaitanya. Similarly with Chaitanya. So that's why this temple. And then, then, then he says that this temple, uh, he, he, he says that, that, that this temple in Mayapur is actually eternally situated in the spiritual world and appears here together with the Acharya. And here he calls Bhakti Siddhanta, founder Acharya. That term is used very confidently for him, although it wasn't yet his official title. Uh, because, because he said, because he did, then he describes the Gaudiya Mat, he, he says that, he says, the branches of the Sri Chaitanya Mat are also none different from the uh, parent Mat, even though they're separated, they're none different. And the whole institution is none different from the founder Acharya. All the work, all the workers are just limbs of his body. I'm quoting from memory, but something like that. It's the direct quotation is in here, and that's where he calls, where he uses this term, founder Acharya, for Bhakti Siddhanta. Uh, and then he uses it again in a, an article by him that appeared in 1936 in the December issue of the Harmonist, which then, uh, shortly after that appeared, Bhakti Siddhanta says what he left the body. And it's clear, clear to me, I don't have enough time to explain this or exactly why, but, uh, but, but it, Bhakti Siddhanta was planning to go to the West. This is a well-known fact. He, that was his mission. Uh, you can see in the harmonious visitors to Bhakti Siddhanta are asking him about his plans. They record to go to the West. So he was planning. He had sent missionaries to London in 1933. He had arranged for money to build a temple in London. Uh, it was all, all working that way. Uh, the, the, the people that had gone, uh, gone to England and then to, to Germany were writing bulletins back describing what was happening. Bhakti Siddhanta was going to go. Uh, and uh, this, this, when his when name two times appears by, by Sanyal with the term Founder Charya, uh, I can understand that as that was their very authorized literature, at least he knew about it. So that, as far as I can understand, that term was being prepared for Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And he was going to go to London, and then to America, actually. That was his plan. That when he went to London, or when the temple, when the temple was there and he went, then he would be offered that title, Founder Charya. Because if you look at what the Founder Charyas did, there's two things. One, they, they defeated, uh, counteracted all kinds of Mayavadi and impersonal philosophy. And what else did they do? Uh, they spread Krishna consciousness. The original four Founder Charyas all over India. Bhakti Siddhanta was preparing to go further than they had. And to me, the biggest evidence is that what happened, of course, this is a long story, but the Gaudiya Mat uh, faltered. Actually, Bhakti Siddhanta got upset with it, with Ban Maharaj, his English language preacher, and recalled him back. Told the Maharaj of Chapur not to give him any more money. There was some uh, discrepancy. There was already fighting beginning within the Mat. Prabhupada told us about that, and that Prabhupada, that Bhakti Siddhanta became became disgusted with the people in, in, in the in the Sri Chaitanya Mat in Mayapur. He said they're only fighting with each other. Who can have what rooms? I now think it'd be better they tear out the marble and sell it and print books. These these are famous statements that Prabhupada said Bhakti Siddhanta told him. So things were getting a little shaky. 
because basically people were more interested in fighting with each other for position and power than they were serving, is what happened. And then Bhaktisiddhanta left this body, they split into two factions, it was actually the one in Calcutta and the one in Mayapur, the lawsuits started and the unified preaching ended. It was over. And one thing is what I got from studying all this, I, I saw what the Gaudiya Mount was like when it was healthy. I could then really appreciate Prabhupada's disappointment. I mean, it was a catastrophe. From, from his point of view, a total catastrophe. It was so energetic, so, so advancing so much, so confident of its ability to spread Krishna consciousness, uh, that uh, absolutely heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. Uh, and but and and then, of course, Prabhupada found out he got the order to go to the West. The first time he met Bhakti Siddhanta, when he was just a, still a young, very young man, first time he met him, said, "You're educated. You should preach in English." And then his last letter. Uh, to 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 uh, Siddhanta, he said, Prabhupada said, uh, you know, uh, my god brothers, they're sannyasis living in the temple, they're doing so much service, I'm a householder, what can I do? Is there anything I could do? I don't feel, I, I'm feeling very inadequate. His last letter to him, just before Siddhanta departed, he got a letter back from Siddhanta, and it said to him, um, It'll be good for you and those that help you if you push on this movement in English. That meant go to the West. That was the same order he had given all his prominent teachers, and here was Prabhupada, not very important as far as they were concerned, living outside the temple, doing business, a householder, and he gets this order. And Prabhupada explains to us, you can read it in the book, if you, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't imagine I would do this or that. And then I got some inspiration from uh, Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, Vyavasa Atmika Buddhi, that this means to, to have this Vyavasa Atmika Buddhi, you take the order of the spiritual masters, your heart and soul, and no matter what success or failure, you do it. So Prabhupada said, I tried like that. And so you see. And he does exactly, now, now what becomes really, really clear is what a, a disciple he was, because he got this order. And so he started. First he did like they did. In 1944, Prabhupada starts Back to Godhead magazine. A magazine in English, like the Gaudiya Mat did first with the Harmonist. And then he starts to write books, because he knows he needs books to go to the West. Uh, and so he, all, but this time, all by himself. Uh, when they were doing publications in the Gaudiya Mat, the magazine and the book, Bhaktisiddhanta had all their resources together, unified. Prabhupada was all by himself. And then all by himself, he did it at the age of 70. But he did it. When it finally became possible, he, he, he did it. And, and, and what he did was, as it turns out, is he picked up 30 years later exactly where Bhaktisiddhanta left off. Picked it up. I mean, his, his, his Gaudiya Mat was still preaching, they were making devotees, they were practicing Krishna consciousness, but they lost that unified power of cooperative force. Even Ban Maharaj was still going now and then to the West, lecturing at some universities, but it, it was gone. Uh, it was gone. Prabhupada started up right away. Uh, and uh, you can say, he sometimes in public uh, chastised himself. He said, my spiritual master told me when I was a young man to preach in the West. You can see these lectures. I, I quote them in here. Uh, uh, to, to, to preach in the West. And he ordered me to do something. But I was so attached to family life that I couldn't do anything until my old age. Now in my old age, I've come here to do something, and now it's becoming successful because you're helping me. 
And because you're helping me to satisfy the desire of my spiritual master, I have to thank you. This is what he says to his disciples. Now this is his Prabhupada. He's a great devotee and so forth. The greater the devotee, the greater the humility. And so he expresses his heart like that. But he really did, he started right up. And he, and he had the name International Society for Krishna Consciousness in mind, which is one way of translating Vishwa Vaishnava Raj Sabha. Uh, and the, the other thing he did, you see in the second issue of Back to Godhead magazine, you see founder Acharya. At that time, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, the word Prabhupada didn't come into use quite away. But he had the founder Acharya who was there. He picked up on that word because, because he, I'm sure that as someone who was planning to preach in English, he read all the English language literature of the Gaudiya Mat very carefully. And, uh, and you see what he has done in ISKCON is following very much the plan for the Gaudiya Mat. In fact, I, I, the Gaudiya Mat, I see it as the beta test version for ISKCON. Because he did a few things different. For example, as soon as possible, he started a, a GBC and had it working. Bhaktisiddhanta ordered it at the end, and it was never put into effect. So Prabhupada started early with that. But the, but, but the structure is the same. There's this article in the, in the Harmonist in 1930 called the Gaudiya Mat, which I described to you, describing the, the founder Acharya and the parent temple and the branch temples. That's the model for ISKCON also. Because the other thing Prabhupada did was, as soon as possible, got land in Mayapur. He would have gotten it earlier than he did in 1971, but he was being blocked. Some of his godbrothers didn't want him to get a place. But he got the land in Mayapur. And as soon as possible, Gopurnim of 1972, he had the ceremony for establishing uh, the foundation of the temple, the, now called the Temple of the Vedic Planetarium. That's because they had the temple in Mayapur, which was the, the parent mat. So here in Mayapur, he called it International Headquarters. The GBC should meet here. This is where the GBC, the seat of the GBC should be here. And I, I know the first time we went there, we're sitting around looking at rice fields and cane fields, and there's not no running water. We're uh, getting our water out of a pump and no telephones or anything, you know, and we're thinking International Headquarters. <laughs> but Prabhupada had a vision. And Prabhupada had a vision. And so this also explains this temple, this temple of the Vedic planetarium. And Prabhupada had the, I understood what it meant to be founder Acharya. Uh, and, 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 and so uh, you kind of get a, a picture of, of uh, there was a picture of the Gaudiya Mat. There's a technical name for it. It's ecclesiology, the theology of the religious institution. Uh, it was developed in the West, but it could How does the church save? How does the religious institute save people? How does it deliver people from the material world uh, to God? How, what is its relationship with God? What is its relationship with the world? These are all parts of this thing. Uh, and so there's one for ISKCON too, which also includes this temple of the Vedic planetarium, the founder Acharya, the central place, the, the branches. Uh, and so the, here's how you can now, here's the map of ISKCON. The, 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 the Lord Chaitanya's pastimes in Navadvip, uh, this, what, what the Vedic planetarium does is show us a map. It shows us a map of the path back to Godhead through the universe. It illustrates in the inside the journey of Gopakumara and the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, how you go from here all the way up to the spiritual sky. And that's depicted on this, this, this planetarium, this temple. And as it ended up, Prabhupada's Pushpa Samadhi is right there at the entrance of the temple. We tried to build it other places, but somehow or other that's where it ended up, by Krishna's will. 
And so think of here, here's an entrance way to this path that Prabhupada, he made a path back to Godhead, its entrances are all over the world. And this is none different from Mayapur. If you never go there, you can still go back to Godhead. But you, you can do it here because we're all connected uh, like that. Uh, and you come here, this is the entrance way, you come here, you come to the center, you go up, you know, you come all come into to, to Mayapur, and then you go to the spiritual sky. Prabhupada said there'll be another ISKCON in the spiritual sky. He said we will have another ISKCON there. Because Chaitanya Leela is up there. So, so, you know, ISKCON will be a group. The leader will be Srila Prabhupada. Uh, and, and so that's the other ISKCON, you know, the one we don't see of our departed God brothers and God sisters and all that, you know, who go back to Godhead. Some are going maybe a little faster. Some may have to pause here and there at the Swarga or something. <laughs> but, they, but they're going. Uh, so that, that's, and one, let me just point out one last thing. Uh, we're running late. When Prabhupada came here, one of the things he gave us was a pranam mantra, a special pranam mantra for him. Now we, normally somebody would write it. We don't know Sanskrit at the time at all. So, and so what is that pranam mantra? Namaste Saraswate Devi. So the, the name for Srila Prabhupada is Saraswata Deva. Saraswata is his patronymic. You know, it's certain, it means son of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, son or servant. Just like in English, we have the names John's son, John's son, you know, a common name. It originally meant the son of John. You know, uh, Ivanovich in Russian, you know, the son of Ivan. You know, th so th these are ways of doing it. So this is the Sanskrit way. You take Saraswati uh, uh, and you make that first a long Saraswati and you change the ending to an a. Uh. Saraswata. Uh, and then it's changed into a case ending because obeisance is two. Saraswate Deve. It's an E. Saraswate Deve. I'm offering obeisances to Srila Prabhupada, but really he does it in his spiritual master's name. He's finishing his job. His spiritual master had a job to complete. Uh, circumstantially, he could not do it. So now Prabhupada continues as Saraswata David, a faithful servant and son, doing his master's order. And what has he done? He goes to the West. And what is in the Western countries? Nirvishesha Shunyavada. The same things that founder charges do, they counteract uh, voidness and impersonal philosophy. Uh, so this, this shows here that, 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 that Srila Prabhupada uh, is really, you know, this is just continuing this work. It's still going on. There was a little pause. Prabhupada regretted the time that it didn't happen. But, you know, 1933, when the preachers came to the West, you know, that was the same year that Hitler came to power in Germany, that the, 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 the Japanese uh, established a government in Manchuria. I mean, all hell was about to break loose. It would, literally. It wouldn't be really a very good time for preaching anyway, so we had to pause. But so when Prabhupada came, he came at the right time. So this 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 is Prabhupada, what Prabhupada did in, in this way, and what it establishes is that same ecclesi that that we are as founder acharya. He is the soul of Iskon. Still, it's not that he's gone; that he's disappeared. As long as we are his servants or doing our best to serve him, we're his instruments, we're the limbs of his body. He's still here. I mean, it doesn't become, become, because, because, uh, because Iskan is Prabhupada's body doesn't necessarily mean it's uh, infallible or like that, because we can mess up for sure. But as long to the degree that we're surrendered to Prabhupada and carrying on his will, Prabhupada will continue acting in this world in the form of Iskan. And that's what it means that he's founder Acharya. And then everyone, no matter how many generations away from Srila Prabhupada one may be, still, he's still there as founder Acharya, 
and everyone has a, the, a relationship with him. It's not that he will disappear into the past like some somebody. So this this is uh, this is what uh, kind of what I discovered about this. Uh, and this has been gone over two times by the GBC. I've got feedback. This is the book published by the GBC Press. Uh, it's being translated. The Italian version is already out. Uh, it's being translated in all different languages. You can download the English language version uh, at uh, uh, founderacharya.org for free. Uh, it's a PDF file. Uh, it's downloadable. Uh, Vaijanath Prabhu is supposed to be translating uh, this into, into German. It'll be Russian translating, all of them, because because the GBC has decided that this is a foundational document uh, and uh, would like everybody to read it. Uh, there's an introduction by Bhakti Charu Swami uh, who says, uh, uh, this book is not meant for casual reading but for implementation. Uh, something we should, we, we should do. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, there'll, there'll be also online courses and things like that. So I've given you a, a short summary. Uh, and, uh, uh, um, yeah, so maybe I should, yeah, maybe a minute or two. Any, anybody have a question or comment? Yes, Prabhu? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, for nice explanation, especially, I like your explanation of uh, Pranamanta of Prabhupada. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah, sure. And uh, there's a lot of work left. Huh? <laughs> we, have, we have a lot of work to do. And how to do it in a sense, Prabhupada wanted to make people, like he gave example with the milk boiling, mm -hmm. to make even one devotee like a burpee, mm -hmm. and also in a sense of globalization, of uh, to enter bigger community for our Krishna devotees and to give. Could you kindly? Yeah, do it. Uh, that's right. I mean, we are, every one of us has, Prabhupada said something very early on, actually, um, uh, and it was reported by Shama Sundar in a newsletter. I, nobody can find any surviving con con uh, copies. But Prabhupada had been in Africa. He'd been in, in, well, first he was in England. England. He had a debate with the secretary of this Mensa Society uh, and defeated him. Mensa means you have an IQ over 140. Everybody certified genius. Prabhupada debated the secretary, and he won. So Shamasunda records Prabhupada saying, I act like a king because nobody can defeat me, he said. And then, then he said, Prabhupada said to him, this is where he said, by the way, books are the basis, preaching is the essence, books are the basis, utility the principle, purity is the force. He said that to Shamasunda, describing the movement. And he said, then Prabhupada said, I am one person. And see what I have done. Now, each one of you become just like me and imagine what could happen. So I always understood that was his, that was his order. You become just like me. So we should study this to see how we become just like Prabhupada. Because what his example he shows is the example of how to be a disciple. And the, the, the very special message is that in spiritual life we become great by becoming small. Material life, you become great. You want to become great by false ego and you end up becoming very small, a handful of dust, nothing more. But the, So it's the opposite of the material world. How to become a disciple? How to become the servant? Uh, how, how, how do we... Advancement means to increase in humility. Uh, and we see that that humility is there in Srila Prabhupada. You get the false ego out of the way, then Krishna acts through you. That's what happens. We're getting the false ego out of the way, and 
takes time, most of us. <laughs> Anything else? Uh, well, yeah, what, yeah. what about? Sorry. Okay, go ahead. What about the Indian spiritual and religious structures which are existing or have been existing all the time? What the what? Well, as far as the Gaudiya Mat, as far as the Gaudiya Mat goes, Prabhupada wanted them all to become unified under Iskon. In fact, he, 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 he although the, the one sad thing is in this book, after Prabhupada got to New York, he wrote letter after letter after letter to his god brothers, trying to get them to work together, because he he had a donor in India willing to give money for a New York temple. He saw when he got to New York, he saw what kind of a place the Ramakrishna Mission had and yoga, uh, uh, Dr. Mishra's Yoga Center. He had nothing. He had money in America. Uh, his Several of his godbrothers were very well connected with the Indian government. They needed simply to allow the currency to be released. It wasn't asking them for money. It was asking them to take a day or two and go to the government and say, please release the money. They knew Dr. Radhakrishna, the president of it, it could have been done. Nobody helped. Nobody helped. And uh, it continued like that, unfortunately. So maybe some time will have to pass, but, but the, we should be unified because the thing about unity and cooperation is that it, it multiplies force. Five of us can go off independently and we could spread Krishna consciousness alone. It'll accomplish something. But if the five of us work together, it won't be just five, it'll be 15 or 20 times the amount. So that's what Bhakti Siddhanta's uh, real uh, contribution was this idea of organization and cooperative effort. And that's and because they couldn't cooperate, the Gaudiya Mat finally broke up. And ISKCON is always under that danger also, because we're individuals, we have differences. And so uh, there's a much in this book about this cooperation. For Prabhupada, it was a spiritual term. He said at one point, bhakti means cooperation. And he said yoga means cooperation too. So that's, uh, that's something that, that we have to do. Uh, and uh, not that, uh, anyway, that the cooperation is what's necessary. Uh, and whoever wants to uh, cooperate, then, then we should we should uh, work together. Okay. Yes. Uh, I, I would like to know um, what what went wrong uh, with the Gaudiya Math from this enthusiasm to the change of pitch of mood. As as far as I could see, um, uh, there was uh, competition to become the. It started. It started uh, with the Sri Chaitanya Mat, Kunja Babu, who was supposed to be the general manager under the Gaudiya Mat. He decided. Apparently, was the first one to do it. Was to decide to become take sannyas. He was a householder. Take sannyas and declare himself the next acharya. There were other people that didn't like him, and they found somebody else to be the next acharya. There was a, there was a GBC, but nobody cared for it for some reason. You know. And then these two began to... Then there was a lawsuit. There, there was a lawsuit, 40 years of legal papers are there. Pranava is researching this, by the way. He's got the court documents. He found them in Calcutta. So you, you want to know the whole Christmas story, it'll, it'll come out. That's all happened after Patipidanta. Uh, uh, yeah, but the seeds were there during his time. He complained to Srila Prabhupada about it. Prabhupada records that. He, he saw that he discussed that they are fighting with each other. And you can see Prabhupada told us all the time his, when we fought uh, how, how bad it was and how we have to cooperate and how necessary it was for us to do that. Uh, means you can't have personal interest. You know, my interest is the interest of the society. But uh, you, co you may come to this movement and you see, oh, here are the big people, I want to become one of them. And so, like, 
I, I think it's IBM company or Mercedes-Benz and I just try to work my way up and somebody's my competition, I try to get rid of him and this person my competition, I try to get rid of him. Spiritually, you help the competition. If, they're, if they do the job better than you, you should be happy because the job is being done for Krishna. It requires spiritual advancement to have this kind of cooperation. And in the, in the Gaudiya Mata, it didn't work. It just didn't work. Uh, and we came a little close sometimes to failure in Islam, too. Because people thought, oh, now I can become big, big guru, a big, big this, you know, and you get puffed up, and Maya gets you. Uh, somebody else supposed to come in now at this time? Uh, anyway, when they come, they'll just interrupt us. Yes. Well, let's go. Let's go. So the old question, so to say, the question with, with experience is, uh, when Sri Prabhupada came to New York, it was a difficult time for him, unbearable thoughts, uh, but he did it. And uh, then, um, when he had already just a place to train the people, and he applied to the uh, disciples of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati, with, so uh, he asked for help. So come, please, I have already... Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh, he has a beginning and he needed help. Right. But nobody, uh, uh, so to say, reacted. And the other, why? And the other question is, a child needs character if, if it's helpful. So I have read in Vaishnava Kiva, I don't know, remember where. Who, who she, yeah, teaches by example, by his character. Right. right. I, I read it just, uh, it was called character. Okay. Uh, maybe honing a character, but you know it's much more better, so it's certainly. Yes, and uh, is it uh, is it reasonable to understand that um, uh, this uh, chanting, uh, this this name found Acharya, is about uh, to just to form a character for preaching in the West? How uh, if if it's correct to understand it as well? So Islam is the organization, the body, and uh, found Acharya is. Um, just a person who has formed this character of disciple uh, to go on and preaching. No, in, any, any Acharya forms the character of the disciples. But founder Acharya is kind of very special. Uh, it's so powerful that not just his disciples, but many, many, many generations will have a distinctive stamp. Uh, and, and that, and that, that, uh, that they had the power to start something that is, is enduring, that lasts a long time, and, and keeps, up, keeps on going. So this is where this founder Acharya comes from. You can, when you read this book, you'll see I trace out a little bit of these, these ideas of what this founder Acharya uh, uh, meant. So it's, it, it's uh, some, somebody that is empowered by Krishna to to take a teaching and, and, and to really, uh, uh, in, a, in a quantitative way, make it, it last, uh, spread over time and over space both. That, that seems to be uh, what, what, what that, that, that means. Why they wouldn't cooperate? Maybe not all for the same reasons, but uh, I have a feeling uh, I mean, they did a lot of service for Bhakti Siddhanta, and what they did, whatever they did, is good. But I, 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 I think they became a little envious of Srila Prabhupada because they knew what they were supposed to do by Bhakti Siddhanta, and they didn't do it. My experience was like, for example, when I was going to Mayapur one of the times, I was going by one of these Gaudiya Mats on the main road. And I want to come in and see the deities, and I go and see the deities, and I see some some uh, sannyasi sitting there talking to a small group of people, and he beckons me over, a Godiamat temple, and I sit down, and he's speaking in Bengali. I didn't know Bengali, what he's saying, but he's pointing at me and you know going on and on. I think, oh, he must be glorifying Srila Prabhupada that he's brought these Western people here. 
Well, uh, later I found out that we were warned not to go to these temples because the guy is saying, this is my Western disciple. <laughs> so this is envy. Envy means you, the, what the other person has, you appreciate, but what you don't appreciate is that he has it and not you. You want it for yourself. So they all knew this was the big achievement to make disciples in the West. So this is mine, you know, this is mine. So, well, I think there was some envy uh, at work there. Uh, and that was, that was the problem. Uh, so so uh, that's a good lesson to learn, is not to be envious. And if somebody else does something better than me, I should help them. Rather than say, oh, I, I can't stand it. Let me find some way to pull the, the, the rug out from under you or something like that. Okay. Anything else? Yes? Can you tell us, please, something more about the work of establishing the Shila Prabhupada position? Is it some more work done somewhere? Well, uh, this book is one thing. Uh, there are a number of courses about this, uh, on and on. Uh, and I think there's even going to be a, a course on uh, taking care of Srila Prabhupada's Murti, uh, or at least a film by, by uh, one of my godbrothers. And, uh, and in this, there's some, uh, some ideas of the things, what will happen if we do that. And one thing, I mean, the main thing about establishing Prabhupada's position is that we keep him in the center because Prabhupada is the unity of ISKCON. And if people, people keep understanding that I'm, I'm the servant of Prabhupada and not let small things get in the way so that we, we can no longer work together, uh, then, uh, then here, I mean, I have a little section here on outcomes. Uh, there will be many consequences when Srila Prabhupada's position as founder Acharya is realized. That's when you have deep experience knowledge. Among them, not limited to, but among them, generation after generation will be enabled to receive the special mercy offered by Srila Prabhupada. The path back to Godhead he opened will become ever increasingly traveled. Two, by taking full shelter of Srila Prabhupada as Shiksha Guru in his Vani manifestation, and there's some description of what that means in here, all teachers in ISKCON on various levels of advancement will be able to authentically convey Srila Prabhupada's real teaching, thus giving proper guidance. Shelter, giving proper guidance, shelter, and protection to all. Three, Srila Prabhupada's active presence will secure the unity and integrity of ISKCON. Four, ISKCON's teachings will remain consistent over space and time. Five, Srila Prabhupada's realized knowledge, endowing him with a specific potency to spread Krishna consciousness, will not only be preserved but also developed. Six, his books will remain central to us, for they contain insights and directions that await future development to be realized. If you like me, like every 10 years you go back and start reading Prabhupada's old books over again, you say, oh, I didn't know that, I didn't know that, I didn't know that. You've read them three times already, you know. <laughs> There's more. Uh, seven, Srila Prabhupada's eyes will always remain the lenses through which all future generations see our predecessor acharyas. So we go to our previous acharyas, but we don't jump over Srila Prabhupada. We see it as Prabhupada understood them. So those are a few of the things that, that we hope will happen in account of this. Okay, we've gone a little late. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada. Ki. Yeah.